What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. Hey, yo, peace, man. Welcome back, Mega Late Show. Here we go. I'm Mega. Mega Late Show is a Tokyo based hip hop art and culture podcast. And this is a little different. This is a temperature check, which you guys might have picked up on late doing from out in Atlanta. Basically, he makes phone calls to the folks and has conversations with them. And today, I really wanted to uh, do one myself with an artist who I've been listening to for several months now. He's become one of my favorite beat makers. And if you're a listener to the podcast on a regular, you'll recognize uh, Soul Dope 95 as being the person whom is responsible for the music bed on the last several episodes, which I think it provided a wonderful vibe. This beat you hear in the background is by Soul Dope 95. And this conversation that's coming up is with Soul Dope 95. It was my first time really having any in-depth correspondence with him, a conversation with him. And, uh, you know, he, he cleared up a lot of things on several episodes in the past. I was like, ah, I think this cat is from Los Angeles. Nope. And then I was like, ah, I think this cat was probably born in 95, hence the name. Nope. So it was good, man. And, um, you know, I, I, the things that I found out about him just really made me appreciate his work a little bit more. He's been doing it for much longer than I had thought. Doing it, meaning producing, making beats, and also involved in the hip-hop community for much longer than I thought. We touched on a lot of the basic things that uh, that you would ask a beat maker, I think, his inspirations, like how he started, a little bit of his equipment. I really wish I could have uh, asked a little bit more, you know, better questions. My head was a little bit scrambled when we did the uh, when we did the recording because uh, I've been going through some health issues. I don't know, like uh, getting MRIs and shit. Like generally, I just have headaches all the time, and I think it's related to some allergy-based thing or something. But, you know, not to go too too in-depth about that, but it's kind of been ruining my life. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'll persevere. You know, the God is agile. And, um, yeah, I, I really advise people to go through and check out Soul Dope's catalog. He's got a lot of stuff on uh, Spotify and I imagine the other streaming services. Uh, also, his Bandcamp. Uh, go there and purchase things if you uh, if you have the money to do so. But again, man, the best way to support these independent artists is to just follow them on social media, interact with them, comment on their work, uh, check out, you know, share, tell people that you know that they're dope. And that's exactly what I wanted to do with Soul Dope 95 because, man, listen to these beats, though. Um, this is off of one of my favorite joints from him called Venice Soul. It's an album that came out that he released last year. Uh, lots of dope joints on here, man. Just and mad different vibes too. He's not your typical lo-fi beat artist or whatever, where you you know you listen to these beats to read a book or something, man. These provide a whole entire uh, atmosphere, depending on what you want to do. Go check out that Mamba Day album that he released, and I think he said he got another joint that came out right after that, and that joint came out like last month. So, yeah, man, he's just putting in the work, and um, his Instagram got the best audiograms all time at least top five so yeah man um sorry for the headache sorry for the dropouts and things that happened on the episode we're having some connection issues but yo like vibe to this hold on let me put on my kente cloth joint this is my jam yeah so get into this immediately tell a friend like share subscribe new episode this week coming up with 
Uh, Yo Jamal is dead. Beatmaker MC. Good homie. Member of the bridge. Uh, thank you. Keep listening. And here we go. All organic. Word. I mean, let's go ahead and just okay, get into you. it since, since you know, I mean, it's all organic. Word. So uh, I don't I don't remember exactly it. how it was that we met. Uh, I don't remember if I followed you or you followed us or, or me, but I do remember the first time uh, I was like, yo, who is this? Who is this cat? You you ha- you make the, right. the really dope audiograms. Right. And you had the one of Kanye at the Sunday service. Um, ah, damn, I forget the beat. Is it good versus yeah. evil? And I was like, yo, this cat is crazy. Uh, with yeah, the- that one. That one that's it. Yeah, yeah, man. So I, I know that was when I was like, yo, I'm going to have to really pay attention to this cat. And uh, and then since then, you know, like we just like each other's posts on Instagram and everything like that. And over the last month, I've been using uh, a variety of your beats, basically every episode as a musical bed and giving you shout outs for that. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people. Uh, my folks is like, yo, let's collaborate with him. We want to rap over his his beats. And I was like, all right, I could try to connect you. I don't know if he, yeah, for sure. he wants people rapping over his beats or whatnot. But can you go ahead and uh, tell me who you are, where you're from and what you do? Uh, first of all, man, I appreciate all the love, you know, that you guys have been giving me. You know, that's that's been real big. Um, but as far as how we connected, you know, honestly, I was like, for some reason, I was thinking, man, like, you know, I'm out here in L.A., well, in an empire to be exact. And I was like, man, the scene, I want to be in another scene. I was thinking like, and I was like Japan, you know, that's another place I see outside the USA with the largest scene, in my opinion. Um, and I, I, I felt I wanted to be in that scene. So I don't know who posts I saw or what it was I saw, but somehow I saw your um, your um, podcast. And I went, oh, that's dope. And I can't remember if it was, maybe it was an artist that was on there. And then I started following you. And then I started seeing slowly but surely like other people from Japan um, that I started following and stuff like that. And then like you say, you start following me and then start having like um, dialogue and things like that. But then, you know, I kind of manifested that I feel like, <laughs> you know, indeed, I think that's indeed. came about, to be honest. Yeah, I believe these connections are real serendipitous, but happen for meanings. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was that was dope. I like I I, I didn't keep track of the connection, but automatically uh, I was like, oh, this cat is dope. And then I started seeing you posting more of the Lakers stuff, and I was like, oh, this is my people too. So yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. The, Can't the, talk about that. Right? Yeah. Have you ever been to Japan before? <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you oh, ever been? Oh no, here? man. I would, I would love to come there, but nah. I mean, with the coronavirus, it's crazy right now, but you could definitely come out here and do some shows, undoubtedly. Yeah, man, if if um, if I ever left this country to do a show, that would be the first stop. And that's why I said I wanted to kind of interject myself into a different scene with different people. There's a lot of dope artists out there that I've seen um, online that I just wanted to like kind of connect with a little bit, you know. It's funny because I was on a post yesterday on Facebook, and somebody was like, oh, you know, in the... Um, dope artists in Japan that make beats, producers. So I had, um, I posted uh, Narby. I had left a post, you know, the, I know he's in Japan, right? Yeah, the post, the link with him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, internet's uh, connected us all together, so I just want to use that platform. Yeah, man, I mean, there's a, the, the scene out here is really, really wild to me, too. Like, I wasn't in, I grew up in Southern California as well. But I wasn't in Southern California during kind of the, no. the heyday of the, the beat scenes growth in the 2000s. And so I, I kind of miss all of that. Yeah. But I do know that 
the the scene out here is wild. There's just beat shows like before coronavirus times. There was beat shows like every weekend. Like everybody's yeah. dope. Uh, a lot of cats come out here who are really talented, like eloquent, be out here and you know um, just just a whole variety of cats. So yeah, if you could make um, it out here, man, I might be able to connect you, get you some shows. And if you're trying to work with like some yeah. some MCs, I, I got I got the folks who are dying to do some tracks with you too. So shout out to the Hilt. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so um, one of them reached out to me as a matter of fact, um, and I told him like, yeah, you know, just link up. So I'll probably be doing something. I'm sure with him. I can't remember his name off the top. Uh, I think he does the Superior. Okay. Um, Miles. Yeah, Miles. Uh, Miles yeah, yeah. B. Davis or Miles yeah, J. Yeah, Davis. Miles, that's it. That's Miles it. Davis. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. yeah, he's dope. I mean, he's a member of the Hilt, and it yeah, was that's him. It. It was him, uh, A Valley, and Nair B. Uh, they were all like, "Yo, let's let's collaborate with this cat." So I'll, I'll I'll make sure that that that's facilitated if you guys don't get it uh, figured out by yourselves. So, work. But so um, you're oh, a yeah. beat. You're I a beat. Jan Sport J out there, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He was out. He came. He was like one of the bigger artists that came out right before uh, the coronavirus shut everything down. Like he was out here in like January. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, he's yo. I be I be yeah. saying like he's. He's one of my favorites right now. Like you and him are, are two of my favorite beat makers right now. Y'all both got the juice. Both from Cali too. So yeah, pre appreciate that. Yeah, he's um I think he's like uh West Covina. That's like 10, 15 minutes away from me. Yeah. How is it out there right now? Um, man, I wouldn't know. I'm like locked in, you know what I'm saying? I've been quarantining before the coronavirus. Locked in the studio. <laughs> you know, putting out music basically. Word, word. Yeah, my folks is out there, and they kind of keep me. So they I mean, me it's cool, up. you know. It's still, it's still Cali. Man, I, I was trying to yeah, go back this California, December. You know, um, like you were saying. I think I think we got a little bit of a lag going on. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, um, my folks is out there in California, so I keep kind of up to date on uh, on some of the more broad ideas about what's happening with coronavirus. But I was trying to come out there in December, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of the travel. I wouldn't do it. Right, <laughs> right. Wait, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, indeed, man. But um, like you were saying, you were saying about missing the scene of the beat scene, the early 2000s and stuff like that. You know, I missed that too. You know, I was actually in Arizona during that time. So I'm kind of mad about that, you know. But it's kind of a resurgence, I think, you know. It's still a scene, you know. But it's not that golden area, I guess, that people talk about. Yeah. I mean, back then there was a lot of biodiversity in the scene, too. It wasn't all, like, I, I don't think, like, the idea of lo-fi beats or this type of beat culture that's going on now was as dominant. It was, like, Glitch Mob, Daedalus, DiBiase, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, how, lo how long have right. you been making beats? Um, probably like around ninety nine. Oh no 90, shit! Ninety nine, and then there I took a yeah, and that took a break, man. Um, for about five or six, same six to eight years, just to be a regular person. Cause beats, I mean, just doing music takes up everything. You know, you think about it all day. Just you know, it takes a lot of your time. So just to go work and come home. And be able to do whatever I want to do and not think about other stuff and goals, I guess. It, it, I got comfortable with that, you know. So I took like a break. And then I had some stuff that I was doing before that that didn't turn out the way I wanted to with the music business. 
So I kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So you know, I, I you know for a moment. You said you said you're making beats in '99 for for whatever reason. I thought right. that '95 was like the year you were born and you were uh, a real young cat. Yeah, I heard you say that. Yeah. I heard you say that on the podcast recently. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, but I guess not '95 unless you was four year old making beats, right? <laughs> okay, okay. No. Oh, that's that's dope, man. So you're from Arizona? Wasn't that fortunate? No, I'm actually from California, and then uh, I moved to Arizona like right after graduation. Um, and then I just I just probably moved back to California about going on five years, and so when I moved back to California, that's when I started back making beats. Okay, that's what's up. Word. Yeah. Uh, and and you've always been making like uh, hip hop beats, hip hop music. Oh yeah, yeah. Never. That's always been it. You know what I'm saying? Before then, that's kind of why I took a break too. Is like um, during the time where I stopped, kind of music music took a change as far as um, the internet and also with the sound. You know, so I really didn't like the sound, and then the internet kind of changed things. People that I, you know that I was working with, the industry they were like losing jobs left and right. So it was just like a shaky time, and I was having a daughter at that time. So it was just like I was like I was really just try this other thing you know and i was making a lot of money doing working in the bank so i got comfortable doing that word like I said. word man I, I feel you on how life gets in the way of the creative process sometimes you gotta uh prioritize certain yeah. things like i haven't really been doing much of anything creative oh, yeah, for, for, sure. for a long time like i used to make beats i used to rap write graffiti i used to break i did all the hip-hop right. shit but uh, like man uh, i i moved to texas and and like i lost all inspiration there wasn't really a community right. out there for me uh, in terms of the type yeah. of music I wanted to make or the type of people I rock with. So unless I was going to start making, you know, uh, chopped and screwed, switch a house type of joints, it just wasn't in the cards for me. Right. So I feel you, man. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad to see you back in the mix then, now. I like, mean, I don't, uh, I don't Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. I don't regret that time. Um, I, said, I don't regret that time. It was like um, it's like a resting period because I went so hard previous to that and then even now I was like I feel like that was a, I learned a lot I got a chance to just chill I felt like that was a chilling period you know doing this is a lot harder Word. and and so and so right now you're just primarily focused on on making beats or are you trying are you to trying to check 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 uh yeah, I my you. bad I had I you know I've been having the craziest problems with my uh with my laptop that I that I um uh, I used to record with like uh, the audio driver has been cutting out. And so that's what happened just a second ago. But OK, I mean, back on it. But uh, All right. Uh, well, I was going to ask, like, you know, um, primarily what type of beats were you making? But uh, let, let, let me hear a little bit more about like your philosophy on, on hip hop culture, because if you was making beats in 99, I imagine we're we're around the same around the same age. And people that were in, within hip hop culture back then, it was more of a participatory culture. It's like you, you, you weren't a fan of hip hop. You were doing hip hop. You were hip hop. And so during like around the time of like the 2000s and the late 90s, you know, there was a shift in the culture in terms of uh, the access that we had to mainstream audiences and also the music kind of changed. What what was kind of your what is your thoughts on hip-hop culture and your kind of philosophy behind it is that too broad of a question uh well i don't know let me see hip-hop to me is like 
it, unlike other music, has like people say things and things actually happen. It's not like um, country music or any other kind of music that you can think of. You know what I'm saying? It has elements to it. Um, people, you know, live and die by it. So um, I think, you know, as far as putting that into how things are now, um, I mean, to be honest, it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And it really hasn't changed. Right. Um, you know, the game has changed as far as like technology. The only thing that's changed is technology. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, for, for better or worse, you know. So maybe those clowns have always been there. Now we just see them. You know, right. So I think that I think I think it's more of the technology thing, not not more of the cultures dying. Because to be honest with you, like back in say '95 or those days, there were how many dope albums that came out? It was like the best year, like maybe ten, I don't know, five. But we look at now, we look at years like last year, I don't know, maybe this year. If you really dig into it, there's a lot of dope music out there. There's more yeah. dope music than we ever in our life. So right, right. You know, it's it's a bit it's a give and a take. You know. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, um, I, I've never been one of those people that said hip hop was dead, because I've yeah. been listening to dope hip hop, you know, every year of my life, and every year an album comes out that I think is phenomenal. And in fact, right yeah. now with kind of the technology change, as you said, the barrier of entry is different, and so like yeah. there's just an an immense quantity of music right now, and some of it is yeah. good, some of it is bad, and some of it is mid. But man, there's some really good <laughs> shit, like. I, the homie asked me, um, like, if I had to choose, would I choose the, the, the 10s, you know, 2010 to 2020 or the 90s in terms of music that I could only listen to for the rest of my life? And it seems like it would be an easy question for me because I, it's hard to imagine not listening to 93 Till Infinity again or, you know what I mean, uh, yeah. Only Built for Cuban hell, Links. Hell on Earth. Right, you know, and, and missing yeah. those albums is one thing, but, man, the, the 10s had like 10 times more albums you know what i mean like even if you were just to take beat music yeah. from the 2010s you would have so much music to listen to for the rest of your life so yeah man there's a lot of dope music now yeah i think i would have took i still would have took the 90s same i did <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying but only because like i said there was a time period honestly like what i said i stopped making beats where i didn't even listen to rap music really like when they had the beats, the reason why I missed the beat scene because I wasn't even listening to hip hop music. I was totally off of like hip hop. I was just listening to R&B. Okay. <laughs> so I... we, the weekend mostly, but. Okay, bet, bet. Man, um, I'm I can't say that I'm much of an R&B fan, especially like the more contemporary yeah. R&B, like the weekend. I've never really uh, gave him much play, but uh, it's I... too close to Drake. <laughs> word word yeah and i'm not i'm not i'm not too big of a fan of drake either i mean i recognize the talent but i, I just don't know. i know yeah yeah you know the vibes but but yeah man um okay shit so w what type of producers were you inspired by you know i, I was thinking i would come uh, in here and, and you were born in 95 and i would hear you say a bunch of new cats but man. like who, who, <laughs> who are some of your bigger inspirations uh when i first started making beats i was listening to um premiere premiere and p-rock uh, i listen in timberland i was listening to it because back in those days there were no tutorials you know i didn't even know how to work my machine really but i was just listening to it over and over and just figure it out i mean that was the only way to do it i mean it's, you're thinking about stuff that took me maybe a year people can learn in an hour now you know so it was just like mostly premiere um 
of course, Dr. Dre, but P-Rock, you know, and then later on, Mad Lib. When I, first, when I really got into, when I reached that level where I can actually make beats and not just like play around and try to figure it out, but I like to do what I were doing, it was um, definitely Mad Lib and Jay Dilla, like when he first kind of uh, came out with Slum Village. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was put on actually by, I was put on to Slum Village actually by um, my son's mother. Um, she, her cousin is by 10. Oh, okay. Wow. She was telling me, she was telling me like, hey, my, yeah, she was like, oh, my cousin is in the group in Detroit. Blah, blah. And, um, you know, they're coming out with a song on this album. And I, it was, um, it was a, um, it was a soundtrack. Who's the man? I think I want to say who's the man soundtrack and Slum village had a track on there. So I was like, oh, shoot. Like, if you, I was like, you know, barely, I was barely making beats. I'm like, your cousin got a deal. Like, so I'm like hyped to hear it. And, you know, I was like, oh my God, I was like blown away. And then the, then the album came out and I got that. I was like, crazy. It was on no level, you know? Yeah. I never got a chance to meet him, but yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace so, too. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but, uh, oh man, I, I, I remember like, I like Jay Dilla tracks before I realized like who he was, but the first time I realized who he was was off of. Uh, yeah, I think we all did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he was he was on a lot of joints. Like um, even he gets credit for that that Janet Jackson track, um, "Got Till It's Gone." But even though he's not, he don't got the production credit. But oh, yeah. I think Q-Tip said he did that joint too, and that's mm -hmm. maybe my favorite Janet track. Yeah. But um. Man, I, I think the first Jay Dilla beat that I heard that I was like, yo, who is this is probably Thelonious off of uh, uh, Like Water for Chocolate, Commons, Commons Joint. And that's when I was like, who oh, is yeah, this? Yeah. I was like, this beat is crazy. Yeah, he killed so, Yeah, but okay, man. Uh, and, and as far as Mad Lib goes, like, do you have like a favorite era of Mad Lib? Quasimodo. The you, first one. The first joint? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Man, I, was, I bought the vinyl. And I was just listening to no, you can't skip anything. You have to listen to it, the whole thing every time. And I just love that album, but definitely. I was into a loop pack before that, but Quasimodo was really the one. Yeah, both. Uh, I think I think um, uh, the Adventures of of Quasimodo just turned twenty years old this year. If I'm right. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, that's, a, that's or last year. This yeah, year or last one, year. one of those. It, it, it's been within the year. I think because I think I mentioned it on the pod, but yeah, phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. I had some more questions that I wanted to ask you. Um, hold on. Like, you know, I'm not used to really doing these phone conversations. My folk like I used to do this podcast with, uh, <laughs> with, with my partner late. So it was mega late show. And um, he moved back to mm -hmm. Atlanta uh, back in May. So I've been running this solo, but I I'm not used to doing right. these phone conversations. It's a little awkward for me and everything. So let me check. I had some more questions. Oh, yeah. Um. What type of equipment do you use? Um, mainly Fruity Loops, FL Studio. Um, I have a SP, what's that, the 404, yeah, the 404. Um, but that's really it, man. Okay. Um, I, I actually still, I have an ASRX still, which oh, I wow. started out on. And I, yeah, and I have the MPC 2000 XL, but I really never really liked that machine. So I actually just sold it for real cheap, and I'm kind of mad I did that, but I never really – I wasn't going to use it. just going to sit around like this. But the ASRX, I have to keep that for sentimental reasons. Mm. It was the first real beat machine I had. Um, the, the whole reason I got that beat machine is in the story itself, so I had to keep it. Word. 
I don't think I've ever played with the the X before. I've seen the ten, and I didn't get to play with that much. But yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, by time, by time the, um, by time I got the um, the X, I never, I I never even heard of the ten until I already had the X. Um, and it's just a quick story. The reason why I got that is because um, I had met Eric B from my, Eric B and Rakim, and um, he went to my brother's church. And uh, I met him, and he was, I was asking him about equipment. Like, what should I get? And this and that. Should I get the MPC or ASRX? And then he said I should get the ASRX. So that's what I went over Yo, And I'm glad because the MPC was way too complicated. I had an MPC. I didn't have much success with it either, actually. I preferred – back then, I also had, like, a SP505, the little blue uh, a joint. And I would mostly use oh, yeah. that in sequence on a, a digital 8-track, actually. The the MPC I just never got the never got used to it I think so also just the limitation yeah, of the I mean, size on it um, mine didn't have the uh, the Omega Zip drive so yeah it was a pain in the ass but mm. yeah. but <laughs> what what is with you and the proximity to all these famous people man like you you're uh, you were close like you know one step away from Batin and then Eric B like what what did you do in the music industry before were you like working with a label or uh man. Um, uh, to be honest, I, just to be real quick, um, the Batan thing, like I said, it just happened to be her cousin, um, direct uh, cousin, um, with the Eric B. My brother was a pastor in Los Angeles, um, so you know a lot of people. This other girl, she did she did a song with Jaru before. She was signing Def Jam. But she didn't. She only did like that one song. But Eric B just happened to be going to his church because his wife was a was a member. His wife okay. at the time. Um, and my mom calls me one day and was like, yeah, "Do you know who Eric B is?" And I'm like, uh, "Of course I do." Right. You know, and we have that conversation. Um, and actually, before that, before that, um, in like 2007, um, I was working with my friend. He does like um, tours around like the U.S. Um, back when ARs were popular with record deals and stuff. So he would take ARs to different cities and they would like judge like rock bands and uh, rap um, groups to, to see if they want if they want to sign them. So he had all the top um, rep ARs from all the top labels. So um, I hooked back up with him for a few years and I would go on the tour with him. Like we would go um, set up everything. I got to meet all the ARs and got to be friends with them. Um, so there was a time, like I said, it was around 2007. 2008, when um, you probably remember when uh, say Dipset had signed with Rockefeller. Around that time, uh, we were given I was giving B still in the S. He was like in our he's still in our actually at Rockefeller, um, and a few other people that were working with um, Dipset and them. You know, so we were and they liked them, so we we're ready to go. They're like, perfect. You know, we've been touring with them, pretty much going to see the city. Um, you know, friends and stuff like that. Um, they came by my studio. In Arizona, actually, um, if you remember at that time, that's when Rockefeller fell apart. That's we had beats for Jules Santana, um, Jim Jones, Freeway, but everything fell apart. Nobody came out after that. The whole thing fell down. After and then after that, um, Napster, and ARs getting fired. The record industry kind of crashed, and then that's when I went back to my job. I went back okay. to working a job. And that's what I said. Is like, yeah. So it's just, it's really just. I don't want to say chance. I don't know. Just think, just always wanted to be with Rockefeller. 
I always wanted to do all these things and they happen. So I don't want to just keep saying chance, you know, because those things really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe my decision not to stick with it or maybe my decision to go back could have changed right. things, you know what I'm saying? But, you know. Yeah, I, I don't dwell on those type yeah, of things. That's what Given the opportunity, oh, I, no. would, I wouldn't change the timeline at all because who knows? Me neither. Be honest, I, mean? I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, yeah. At all, I wouldn't change anything. Okay, that's really interesting, man. Okay. Well, um, I, let me see. I, I, uh, I wanted to know what you, what are your thoughts on the, the beat music community right now? Hold on one second. Sure. All right. Say that again. Uh, I was curious. What are your thoughts about the uh, the beat community right now? Like the type of beats that you make, um, uh, they fit into you know like a, 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 a. I imagine when you think about the the like releasing the music and putting it on platforms, it has uh-huh. to go into specific like niche areas of it. Like you know, I know people who don't really make lo-fi beats, but they try to get their beats on lo-fi playlists, and there's yeah. a whole economy around that and. What, what, what are your kind of thoughts yeah. on a beat community right now and being a musician uh, right now? Man, it's 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 the best of times and not say the worst of times, but it's just like, man, it's like, where do you start? Um, it's a lot of opportunity. Um, it's like you said, it's um, the intro, the point you generally love, which love the music and you put all, you putting all your heart into it. That that's gonna make you stick out, you know what I'm saying? Or are people just gonna? Everybody's gonna start, but there's gonna be people that's gonna die off. There's people that's um, gonna get exposed. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, oh, the market's saturated. There's too many people. Every market's saturated. You know, what I'm saying? if the market wasn't, that means there's no market. You know, so um, like I said, it's the best of times due to technology, but um, the worst of times also because the people are in it for the wrong reason, but people have always been in it for the wrong reason. So, you know, I don't want to dwell on that either, but I, I think it's in a good space. It's all how you take, it's all, it's all perspective for that way. And my perspective is always in the good space. So. Word. So, um, where, where would you say is the best place for people to support you as an artist? Um, well, obviously Bandcamp, <laughs> Bandcamp, uh, Spotify, I mean, if they're artists, uh, beat stars, why have my own website, soldope.com, people that buy beats, things like that. Um, just anything. I mean, even if you leave an um, emoji under a post of me, any kind of support is always welcome. However you feel, you know. Word up, word up. So uh, I'm trying to go through these questions. All right, let's see here. No problem. Uh, who, who is uh, an underrated producer, in your opinion, besides yourself? Ooh. You know what I mean? Under, um, what are you talking about? Like just just mainstream, maybe, or just like? Well, yeah. I mean, you could shout out people that that is really bubbling that that you you know that I might well, not know or anything think, like that. Well, I think well, the soft one, like I say, like an upper stream. I think Hit Boy is really dope. But I think he's getting credit right now. He just came out with you know he did um, all the beats for that Nas joint too. So yeah, man. I was, man, every time I listen to that, the better it gets. I'm like, man, yeah. this might be. One of like yeah. his top three albums. You yeah, know what I'm saying that's crazy. I, I really that's think that Hit Boy is kind of the the standout on that album. To be honest with you, like yeah, Nas well, is rapping his ass off, but I, I really like those beats more than almost anything else. Yeah, but, yeah, I feel you. But I don't, Nas is creative, man. 
But um, anybody else has seen? Um, I mean, there's like, there's a lot of dope. There's so many. Honestly, there's so many dope people. Um, just you know, obviously being in California. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's one guy in Japan, Ballhead. You know who that is? Oh, his name is Baldhead. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so, man. Baldhead. Man, I can't think of. I gotta look at him. It's yeah. Like, it's like Baldhead something, but man, I was watching some beat set that he did. Man, he was killing it. I imagine yeah, he's, he's in Japan. He he might not be in Tokyo then, because uh, I don't really okay, yeah. I don't really know too many cats that are bubbling in the other scenes like Osaka and and uh other other spots but he doesn't sound familiar okay, here in no. tokyo but yeah send me send me a link okay. to him if uh or you know what i mean uh uh through instagram or whatever I'll, i'd like to check him out yeah or yeah he's dope um i mean there's there's a lot of dope cats man there's to be honest with you know i can't even i can't even say who's who's like really underrated you know what i'm saying i think we all are Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I guess I just mean like, who do you think is like really dope that kind of catches your eye that you appreciate that that you feel is just you know great? Great. You know what? To be honest, is like, um, man, that's a tough one because every every time I think about these people, I think they're already getting rich. like sure. I think of the obvious. Like I think of the people that I see all the time, like the alchemists, like out there working. Yeah. Um, uh, like obviously Mad Lib with the the stuff that he's been doing lately. Um, I like the Griselda stuff. Obviously, I love that. Uh, yeah, Derringer um, is really dope. Uh, he does a lot of the Griselda. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah. I think he stopped. He, Butcher. Yeah, yeah. He. I think Derringer is not using samples anymore. I think he's doing his all. Yeah. All his own instrumentation, which is it sounds, it sounds dope. Like uh, most of his. His new beats, I, I think he's he's kind of hit a stride right now in, in a whole new place. Yeah, I think the um, I, I want to say the name of the beat butcher. He does um, he makes dope he makes dope beats, but he also makes samples like original samples that sa that sound then they're live, but they sound like samples. So he um, does a lot of co-production with Derringer. I oh, think, okay, you know to produce those sounds, but they're dope. Yeah, no doubt. I was actually. I was actually sending samples to, um, I actually do that too. I put sample packs together, just like a lot. Cause I, I have, I've been collecting samples for a long time. You know what I'm saying? As far as records to now, like MP3s and things like that. Um, so lately I've been like putting them together and selling them, sending them out to producers. Um, I send a pack out to like Static Selecta, um, DJ Shy, who was, rest in peace, he was with Griselda. Our, um, Black Soprano family, but he just recently passed away. Um, Rest in peace. I don't know if you heard of Shay Noor. Oh yeah, um, female. Yeah, she's dope. She's dope. Yeah, yeah. Was, she's work. She's she's working on her own project where she's producing all the beats. Mm. And I've been sending her some dope samples as well. So yeah, I've been doing that also. You know. Oh, that's dope, man. So yeah. when when you uh when you start a beat, what is the kind of first piece of equipment you touch, or what 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 is the direction you start with? Drums or sample does it just kind of change up um yeah it probably changes up usually the sample um but then i get tired of that sometimes like the certain the certain drums patterns i think i'm at that i want to use that i'm like man i want to just get that off first and then i just lay the sample over it but a lot of times it's a sample first i, I honestly sometimes i create the whole beat sample hook all the instruments coming in and out without putting the drums to it and then the drums would be just last, Word. you know. 
Okay, man. And you got, I think, I think you, what do you got? Like eight different projects on, on Spotify right now. It, something like that. You got a gang of projects um, on there. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. yeah. <laughs> you got a gang of projects on there, yeah, and, and you stay consistent. That's, 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 yeah, and I mean that's why I think it's one of the reasons you stay in constant uh, rotation for me because you know I never get tired of it. There's always something new. I'm always catching like a new beat. It's like, oh, this is the one. And and uh, you just came out with a new project, right, Mamba Day? Uh, is that is that the newest one, or you dropped one since then? Because you dropped that one like last month. Uh, actually, yeah, it's another one. Oh shit! Uh, right. One, uh... <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I... I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the name. I don't even know the name of it right now. Hold on. But yeah, another one. Just um, on Friday, I want to say. Yeah, Friday. I'm trying yeah. to pull it well, up. You said eight, right? There. That that didn't sound. Is that? Is there more Soul than that? Food, yeah. Okay. Um, that was the last one. I think. Yeah. Soul okay. Food, that, was, that was on Friday. Okay. Yeah, man. It, it's pretty wild. You know, like. All, all the people I looked up to, you know, they always. That's what they did. You know what I'm saying? Like Mad Lib, crazy projects. Alchemist still, crazy projects. Yeah. Um, Cam Cameron and the Dipset, 50 Cent. Just remember when they came out, just crazy. You can turn around, there's a new song in your face. Little Wayne. I mean, that, to me, that's if you got it, I mean, that's where, as far as you have the music or whatever, you can put it out there. That's why not. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're a machine. It's crazy. Like, uh, uh, you know, I I, cons I consistently find new tracks of yours that I like, and I'm a little bit weird when it comes to beat music. Like I'll put a beat on and listen to it all day, and it'll kind of just take over my whole day, and and I use it as, you know, like the weather. So yeah, I, yeah. I've been I've been listening to the new Mamba Day joint a lot too, man. I like Comeback Kid and uh, Venom quite a bit, but uh, what well, one thing that I like I about you, that. and even though I don't follow basketball, I haven't followed basketball. Uh, Shoots, maybe since like when's the last time the Lakers won? Two thousand and ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't really followed basketball since about two thousand and ten. Especially here in Japan, it's just hard to catch the games because uh, it'd be yeah. in the morning and and you know they don't come on television. But it seems like it seems like you're a big Lakers fan. It comes through a lot in your music, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and the reason why it comes through is because I mean, in music, there's no words. So I try to share like my life a little bit through the music whether that's the name of the songs, um, the, the picture, maybe it's a personal picture of, you know, of things that I've done and things like that. So yeah, Lakers are definitely, especially right now, obviously, right, you know, right. <laughs> I, I saw that they, uh, they lost game three. Yeah, man. If you're a Laker fan, you already know they're not going to sweep. They're always going to mess up one game. Yeah. That I already knew that, you know, right. Are they play? What, that game was played in uh, in Miami. The next game is in Miami too. Well, they're in the bubble. They're oh. still in the bubble. Okay, I didn't yeah, know they're that. Not going nowhere. Okay, yeah. okay. Where's the bubble at? Orlando, Orlando. Oh, okay. so not too far, you know. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up, man. I, I I um, I was surprised to hear that they were in the finals. To be honest with you, I just hadn't been well, paying attention. Back. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Man, we're the Lake Show is back. <laughs> word, word. I like to see. I like to see uh, LeBron bring one, bring one in. Yeah, right. Yeah, he could be the right. sixth greatest Laker of all time. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, I grew up. I grew up in Oceanside, but my aunt lived mm -hmm. in Inglewood, so I would go out there and spend summers with her. And this is back when the Lakers were playing at the Great Western Forum. So I used to be able to roll up there mm -hmm. for for nine dollars and get 
tick his way up in hot in the nosebleeds and, and watch uh, Lakers games. But man, I wow. I just don't really follow uh, anything but combat sports these days. Just boxing and MMA, right. really. So. Right. I'll let you know when they win a championship. I'm sure I'll see it. I got I got a lot of folks out here who are <laughs> Lakers fans too. Uh, you know right. they they in all their Lakers gear right now. So that's what's up. <laughs> so um, I actually got a chance. Uh, go no, go ahead. I'll say I actually got a chance to meet Kobe um, when he first came to L.A. Um, I don't know if you remember. You're probably following then when he first came to the Lakers when he was a rookie. Um, in the summertime when he got drafted, he played at Venice Beach. And he played in a basketball tournament, and we got a chance to meet him. And it was so funny because, man, he was talking so much trash. I never met a player talking that much trash. But then he went in the game, and, man, he was, he was real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was amazing, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. Damn it. And that just yeah. happened this year. This year has just been so wild. Like Yeah, man, right. Uh, it feels it feels like it's lasted an eternity, but man, we ain't even done yet. Right. It's the fourth quarter. Yeah, no doubt. Um <laughs> Yo, so uh before we before we start wrapping this up, you know, um I, I was curious, like, if you were to if you were to, uh, if somebody was to say, oh, you make beats, like, what should I listen to first? Mm-hmm. You've got so many different albums. Mm-hmm. What album would you direct them to? I, I want to say I like, man, it's Carter was, to be honest. But Mood Music 5, I really, that that's the one where, I, the first one where I kind of like, I, I don't know, I fell in love. I really like that one. Um, ooh. Um, beats the dream to B2D2, uh, one and two. Um, I don't know, it's quite who it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just talk- don't, just like I said, that's why it's called mood music, you know. I mean, it's, it's so many different, you know, moods to try to set. So, you know, I might, it's really like, hard to say. I like Venice Soul a lot. Venice Soul got a lot oh, of joints yeah. on them that, that I like. Um, shoot, Smoke Break. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I forgot about that. Smoke Break, um, actually, uh, Mood Music Four got a lot of joints that I like off of it, mm-hmm. and uh, more Mood mu- Music has got my joint on it. Uh, Vashon, yeah, man, you, I, I, I really, wow. I really like, and, and not, not even just you know saying it because I got you on a on the uh, on the call right now, but I'm a big fan of your music, and mm-hmm. and I'm always excited. Uh, I'm always excited to listen to it, and and I, I keep telling people like on top of the music being dope, you have I think the best audiograms uh, out of all the beat makers that I've seen on Instagram, and I wanted some insight into that. Like, how do you go about making those? Like, what is the process? Because it, it almost <laughs> it it's crazy to me. I like I don't you making you making a, a variety of beats already, but then consistently with the audiograms and. Each one of them is like suitable for the song, and it, and and it adds an element to it. Like I think I would have liked that good verse evil beat, no doubt. But with the added visual of Kanye there it, uh, at the Sunday service, it just made it that much doper. Can you can you let me know yeah. a little bit how you how you uh, do that? What your process is or anything? Uh, usually, the processes for that is. If I post a beat, usually I just made it 
And well, I don't know, like when you first make a beat, I'm not a rapper, but I do have, I think about like, I have a feeling. And then I just think of what visual will look good on that. Like, and it just came to me. Like I, just, I maybe I just saw that Kanye um, video, him doing that. And I had made that beat. And I was like, oh, it just, I, I don't know. Like it just, you, if you never listen to rap a lot, you probably listen to a lot of rap music. And sometimes you just, a verse just come to you. Like you just, you just know the verses. And to me, I don't know verses like that, but vi to me, I'm visual. So like if I hear something, the, I don't know, the visual just come to me like that, to be honest. And usually, like I said, it's a beat that I just, it's, it's not even mixed. Usually it's just something. And I think that's what's connected maybe with you and other people is just, it's that raw feeling like, oh, I just made it. Oh, this is the visual that came with it. And if I feel like that, why wouldn't the next person hopefully feel the same way, you know? So I think that has a lot to do with it. But yeah, it's not really a process at all. Honestly, I just, just listen to the beat and just, it's really quick. You know, to be honest, you make all of those on your computer or off your phone? On my computer. Um, I was doing them originally off my phone, but off the computer. And, and I think I'm going to upgrade to a better computer because honestly, if I had a better computer, I, I would go crazy with the videos, right. to be honest. But right. Yeah, they'd, and it'd be killing me sometimes to make a quick video. Computer just shut down. We're not kidding. Ah, word. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm not, honestly, yeah. I'm not savvy with that stuff at all. You know, I make all the audiograms for the Mega Late Show page, and I do those all off of my phone. And uh, yeah. I try to I try to get, like, better um, a better program, and it's overwhelming. It, it's like, yo, I don't, even know, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, how to put the text in, so yeah. I'm just going to have to stick with my phone on those joints. But the well, the phone actually is, has, a lot of, has a lot of better programs than my actual uh, computer. But Fruity Loops has a program inside of it. That's the only reason I probably use my computer, to be honest. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't realize that. I might have to try to get yeah. on Fruity Loops. <laughs> but no, the phone, honestly, especially the iPhone, I know, it has a lot of dope programs, too. So. Word, You good. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, well, I appreciate all the art, man. I think we can go ahead and wrap it up here, unless there's something else in particular that you wanted to talk about. Um, I haven't been paying attention to any like, hip-hop news or anything like that. Mm. <laughs> but is there anything else in particular? I don't know. Um, not not really, man. It's just um, right now. Um, I just want to keep putting out a lot of dope music. You know, I'm I'm a really appreciative. You know, for having me on. Glad that you appreciate the music, especially the feedback more than anything. Um, because to be honest with you, I started out as an artist. You know, really trying to. Well, I still sell beats, but focused on placements and selling beats and things of that nature. Um, so getting into music that people can listen to and catch a vibe to without any lyrics is something that was a reach for me. You know what I'm saying? Something that I, cause I don't, I mean, I don't sound like most lo-fi or whoever, you know, stuff that people are playlisting. Right. So to, to go into that genre or era without um, changing my style, you know, being able to like play the middle, I guess, you know, but stay true to myself is glad that people appreciate that, you know? word man um i'll keep shouting you out on the show whenever uh whenever i can and and uh what i'm gonna start trying to do is is use people's uh music as a complete musical bed on a on the uh on the show like i did with you over the last month and um i've got another episode that's coming out uh today actually as we speak uh that's also got you as a musical bed so yeah man um i, I appreciate you hopefully i'll get you back on the podcast again 
I, what I'd like to do though is the next time we do like a phone conversation like this, I'll probably have another beat uh, a beat maker in here so we can get a different type of vibe and, and maybe you guys could talk a little oh, bit yeah. more about the the specifics. Uh, uh, you know, I mean the technical aspects or whatever. But um, yeah, man, uh, can you uh, give me a where to find you on social media? Yeah, it's gonna be um, Soul Dope Nine Five S O U L D O P E Nine Five uh, dot com for beats, um, Instagram, Facebook. I'm TD Breaks on Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, our Soul Dope is also the band page, whatever. Um, but everywhere is pretty much Soul Dope Nine Five. Um, that's really it. You know what I'm saying? Word. Uh, I'll go ahead and put all of that information in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to release this uh, on Friday, man. So I'll tag you and everything once I uh, make an audiogram mm -hmm. for it or, or do the damn thing. But, uh, again, yo, I appreciate right. you. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Guaranteed. Appreciate it. Appreciate it once again. All Thanks. right, man. Peace. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, that's my recording with uh, Soul Dope 95 Really phenomenal cat. It was good. You basically heard us uh, communicating for the first time there. Uh, Mega Late Show. This is a little, I'm not sure what to call these yet, but I'd like to do them more often. Late calls them temperature checks, but usually he does those with people that we don't that we already know that have been on the podcast. I think what I'm going to try to do, especially once I get the new laptop, is to reach out to artists like Soul Dope 95 and other people who are, are you know just within the community and the scene. And get interviews with them. Some larger names as well. You know, we've got some connections with some people in the industry who are big. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do that once my laptop gets a little better. As you can hear a couple times during this recording, there was there was dropouts because of our connection. But there was also uh, two dropouts that happened because my laptop is crazy. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll have some more uh, Mega Late Show regular episodes coming for you next week. We've got uh, Killerverse, a.k.a uh yo jamal is dead we're going to talk about some of his new music we're also going to have uh capsules on I, I think he goes about capsules a new cat i met with mc buddha and uh happy days beats so mega late show 2020 everybody take care of yourselves peace to dawn oh in fact let me let me play a beat here this is, this is actually one of my favorites let's go out to that